This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. Everybody say, He leadeth me. He leadeth me. He maketh me. He leadeth me. Then verse number three, He restoreth me. Verse number three can't come before verse number one and verse number two. It cannot come before verse number one and verse number two. Because God has to take me to a green pasture. God has to take me to a still water before he can restore my soul. Sometimes he's got to get you out of your busy mind and get you out of the place of this world when the world is causing you to go here and there and God has to lead you to a green pasture, get you beside the still water to get your attention enough to restore your soul. He restoreth my soul. And everybody say, he leadeth me. He leadeth me in the paths of Righteousness. You can't put that word or that sentence in front of verse number three, the first part. You can't say, for he leadeth me in a path of righteousness for his namesake, and he restoreth my soul. You can't do that. I need my soul, my soul restored before I can be led in the paths of righteousness. We get our prayers all cattywampus, and a lot of us will go straight to number six and say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. But you don't even have a shepherd. I felt the Holy Ghost in that right there, and I'm not talking about the pastor. I'm talking about a godly shepherd. And yes, you do need a pastor. If you're thinking about another pastor, then I'll release you to go to another pastor. But I'm here to tell you today, we want to be a church that is full of righteousness, that the Lord wants to prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. He wants to anoint my head with oil. He wants my cup to run over. He wants goodness and mercy to follow me all the days of my life that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But I gotta have a shepherd. I said you gotta have a shepherd. Yeah. All right, you sit down because now I'm gonna I'm gonna rake you over the coals a little bit. Said all that to say this. God spoke to me on Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever it was. And God said, I didn't put a word in here in this chapter number 23. I didn't say something because David understood it to be so. The word that David did not write, but that is implied, is obedience. You cannot have green pastures. You cannot have quiet waters. You cannot have your soul restored unless you obey the shepherd. I didn't think I'd get many people standing up on that one. 
Because we want to go straight to verse number four and verse number six and shout and dance and the Lord, all these wonderful things. But obedience is important to go to still waters. Obedience is important to have a green pasture. Obedience is important to have my soul restored. So as the pastor of this congregation today, we're going to establish something. The source is Jesus Christ. I said the source is Jesus Christ. I don't want anything else. I said I don't want anything else. I don't want anything else. I said I don't want anything else. Because the Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want anything else. And if you want green pastures and you want still waters and you want your soul restored, you got to get out of your own agenda and say, not my will, but thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. You cannot say, give me this day my daily bread without quiet waters and green pastures. You cannot want things from the Lord and desire the, all these things if you, Lord, if the Lord is not your shepherd. Oh, you'll feel like you're blessed because you have appeased your fleshly desires. You go ahead and please your fleshly desire, but that is not going to be the desire of the Lord. Because the Lord wants to take me through some dark places to show me that I need him. And that if I walk through a dark place and I don't have a shepherd and I don't have a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, I'm just going on a dark walk by myself. Obedience. You cannot have green pastures and quiet waters without obedience. And your soul will not be restored without obedience. That's a tough word to preach from. It's a tough word to say. It's a tough word to teach our kids with. You need to obey me because if you obey me, there will be an end result to obedience that's better than disobedience. So, what kind of church are we going to be? <laughs> if my source is God and your source is God, we'll be obedient one to another. We will love one another as Christ loved the church. We will strive with one another. We will pray for one another. We will love one another. We will do what God asks for us to do. There's not one person that will be left out when we all have come together with one mind and one accord. So what I'm saying here today is that we have to establish something new. And I, I feel the Holy Ghost over the last few weeks, and God's been moving in these places in a, in a tremendous way. And I'm so thankful that two people were oh. Obedient. You go to the waters of baptism, you say the Lord is going to be my shepherd. 
I shall not want. And when God leads me to the road of baptism, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. There's peace of God that begins to flood my soul. He leadeth me beside the still waters. And when I come up out of that baptismal tank and my God begins to wash away my sins, he restores my soul. And then when I come up out of that water, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So when I come up to the things in this world, yeah, I may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but I do not have to fear for the name of Jesus is with me. And thy rod and thy staff, the shepherd, the shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd. They, he will comfort me. But it all starts with obedience. Hmm. All right. Here's the thing. Some of us are children of disobedience. Some of us are afraid to read the word because you'll find out you have been a child of disobedience. So we reject even digesting to the word because we're too comfortable in our flesh. And when our flesh is deciding our fate, you are a child of disobedience. So what David was, ta- what was David singing about here? He was singing about the care of God upon his life. I don't care. Who wins the football game today? I already know IU football, they're going to stink it up anyway, so I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. I don't have to worry about anything in the cares of life. I just want God to lead me to green pastures and quiet waters so I can be like Paul. You know I'd spit this in someplace that I may die daily. Because how do I get to the place where God restores my soul? I establish my Lord as my shepherd. And I die to myself. Let me give you some hope right now. And I've already read it. Verse number 5. Raphael, verse number 5. Thou preparest. Everybody say preparest. I like this Psalms 23 because it says he maketh, he leadeth me, he restoreth, he leadeth me. Yea, though I walk, I will not fear. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And then he goes on, I will prepare a table before you. And I'm not going to do it in the comfort of your own home. I'm going to do it in the presence of your, yeah, I'm going to put it right in their face that you are a child of God. You go ahead and let those people ridicule you and thank you. You're just a you're just a saint of God and you're just a goody tissue. No, I am preparing a place for the Lord to dwell, and I'm here to tell you the Lord is my shepherd. I don't have to want because the Lord is preparing me in the presence of my enemies. Man, I could preach for an hour on verse number five and verse number six. Don't tip me, Cheryl. (laughs) Preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head 
with oil. Mm. David was looking at the sheep. He says, when the sheep would come through, the, come through, he would anoint their head with oil. The shepherd would anoint the sheep's head with oil. Why would he do that? To keep the lice away, to keep from things getting in their ears, to keep things, keep their eyes clean. He would put like a pesticide on the, sh- on the sheep's head so that the, the things of this world and where he would travel through the rocky terrain, that the insects would not get into them and make them sick. So what David said, I, he anointeth my head with oil. In other words, I have to establish the Lord as my shepherd. I don't want any other shepherd anointing my head with oil. I don't want this world dictating what comes over my head. I don't want anything in this world to dictate what goes into my mind. Gets me in green pastures. Restores my soul. And then he anoints my head with oil. Oil is like the Holy Ghost. My cup then runneth over. Then surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Mercy, goodness, and mercy cannot follow you if you don't go to green pastures and if you don't go to quiet waters. Goodness and mercy don't just follow anybody. Goodness and mercy will not follow a child of disobedience. But goodness and mercy will follow those who are obedient to the shepherd. I better stop. So what I'm saying here is, men, if you want your family to be saved, I sent out, how many got that statistic earlier this week that I sent out? I think it was 87% of families will follow a man to the house of God. 17% of the family will follow the mother to church. And only 3% will the, uh, of children will the family then follow to church. I'm looking for the men to rise up in this place and declare the Lord is your shepherd in your home. Come on, somebody. The Lord is your shepherd. And do I have a man that will stand to your feet and say, The Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want. And if the Lord will prepare a place for me, that means he's going to prepare a place for my family. If the Lord anointed the head with oil, he will anoint the rest of the family with oil. And when man, when you begin to walk through your home, goodness and mercy will follow you. The Holy Ghost will begin to flow through you. The holy anointing of God will fall off your life. But it takes a man to step up and say, I will follow the good shepherd. So I'm going to Move this. <laughs> Keep stepping on that. I'll move it there and I'll step on it here in a minute anyway. Here's what I want to, to see happen. I want families to pray. And I want you to pray that God will send you another family that's in this congregation that you can agree with in prayer. Because I think the next element for our time of prayer and de- devotion in our home is do you agree with another family? Everybody say accountability. How many like accountability? Oh, come on. No, but 
Nick, thank you for raising your hand, bud. Nobody else ever used to be like, yeah, I guess I do. I better say amen because the pastor said something. I'm going to say amen. I want you to prayerfully consider another family. And here's what I want you to do. If I want you to, pr- I want you to sincerely pray. But I want you to sincerely pray that God will lead you to another family, probably somebody in close proximity to you, and that you invite them to your house, not for just a dinner, not just for some soda, not just, but to actually break the bread of life and pray with them. And I'm going to challenge the men to step up and lead your family. Now, I know there's a lot of single folks, there's a lot of young people in here. I want you also to agree with a a young person or somebody similar to your age or somebody that God has drawn you to. And I want you to go to somebody's house. Hopefully they will invite you. You invite them. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be drawn out. But I want you to spend some time in prayer. Spend some time in prayer. It's going to do a lot of different things and add another element to our church. It's going to add another element. Not everybody may feel led to do that. But I want you to prayerfully consider. I already have a family in mind and I've already reached out to them and I already talked to them. And we're going to share the goodness of the Lord. It doesn't have to be long, but just a little bit of word, a little bit of love. And then I wouldn't expect you to make dinner for anybody. If you come to my house, I'm not going to make you dinner. I'll have some water, maybe some iced tea. But because food is not the reason why we're there. You come to my house, I invite you. I'm putting my wife on a limb here. We're not going to prepare a dinner for them. She'll be the, the, the hostess with the mostess. and want to make lasagna and meat grilling. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to come. You invite them home, they give you a cup of coffee or something to drink, and we're going to get right down into the Word of God, pray together, and say, I love you, let's pray, let's seek the Lord just for a little bit, and then we can leave, and we got kids that go to school the next day and that kind of thing. But we need to be intentional. Everybody say intentional. God's buried to blow the roof off this church. I'm telling you, I feel that in the Holy Ghost. We knocked down this wall, but this wall is just a, it's a temporary fix. God's going to prepare a place for us in the midst of our enemies. But I got to be obedient in order to have that place that is prepared. So here's the deal. If you invite somebody to the house and you say, Pastor, I don't even know what to say, call me and I will help you. I'll give you a few scriptures. You can just say those. You can have a time of discussion. And then you can pray. If you feel like uh, you are comfortable praying out loud, then write some things down before you pray and pray the things that thoughts you have written down. And if that night comes and you don't know what to say or what to do, your day needs to be a time of prayer to prepare for the time of prayer. So I can help you establish those things in your home and welcoming somebody else to your home.
How will be how many will pledge to do that? How many will do that? Okay. So the rest of you didn't raise your hand. You want the invitation. So everybody else that didn't get to raise their hands, your people that raised your hands, your job is to find the person who didn't raise their hands and invite them to your home. Um, I, or, you know, I'm not talking about home friendship groups. God may lay that on my heart. We may do that down the road. I don't know. But maybe just a time of prayer, time of getting together and seeking the Lord. Everybody say amen. Um, are you all you okay for about four or five more minutes? I'm not going to, I'm, I'm done preaching that kind of thing. Um, but I'm thankful for Tanya for being here. Is it Christy? Christy. Thank, thank you for being here. And, and Brittany's mom, Concha, is that right? I was not very confident in the name, so I pulled the mic away. Did I get it right, Concha? Brittany's mother. They they win the award for driving the long distance today. Somebody drove about four and a half hours. Not this morning, but you know, if you drove this morning, God bless you. Amen. Um, no, they're here from Michigan, right? And they we're so thankful that you're here. And um, that's awesome. So I'm glad you're here. God bless you for being here today. Amen. And it's Zeddy, is that right? God bless you for being here today. Thank you for responding in worship. And last name is Hoyle, is that right? Well, God bless you. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord today with us. And um, so thankful for Susan Haskett being baptized in the name of Jesus. There she is. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.